You are listening to The Catherine Dunn Show, or Dunson on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Zoe Mina. More of her later. But in the meantime, the thoughts and opinions expressed on TKDS may not be those of Radio Free Brooklyn. They may not even be our own. We just say shit. And uh, if you'd like to say shit too, reach out, get in here. More on how later. This is episode 175, 32021. And the word of the day is instantaneous. And we are just chilled. Lawyer repeats themselves. Stamp collecting. Stamping. Eleanor. Hello, everybody. We are Eleanor, a just chilled lawyer by day and a repeats themselves stamping stamp collector by <laughs> night. I just want you all to know that I am making the inversion of all of your faces right now so that I may stamp you later. Christina. I'm Eleanor. You can call me Nell. I'm a lawyer. People tell me I'm like a broken record because I always tell them I'm Eleanor. You can call me Nell. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I'm Eleanor. You can call me Nell or Nelly. Not Nello. I'm a lawyer. I was hoping you'd repeat yourself just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I was hoping you'd repeat yourself. Just, just a little bit more. I was really hoping you'd repeat yourself. Elaine! I'm also Eleanor. But I'm chilled, and that means it's an oxymoron because you can't be a chilled lawyer and be a good lawyer. You can't be a chilled lawyer and be a good lawyer. That should be on a card somewhere. You can't be a M. Eleanor, the lawyer. Chill. Well, if I like stabbing things, I'd put it in a pillow for you. Welcome, Karim. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's something. Um, you know, the defending clients, uh, you know, in this in this uh, pandemic time and all that, it's uh, I I don't know how to defend clients anymore in this time. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very strange time to be defending and to be a lawyer. It's uh, it's very strange time. I know that's why I've been just chilling during this pandemic, and I took up some crafts. That's right. I'm not doing as much of my job as maybe I should be, but I can tell you, Michael's loves me, Matt Capazzi. I do a lot of uh, capital punishment cases where people might go to the chair, and uh, I'm laid back. I played Sega during the court cases. It's all good. It's cool, baby. It's cool. I played Sega during the court cases. It's cool, baby. It's cool. I'm sorry, did you say you were a court-appointed defense attorney, or did I just hear that under the vibrations of your tone? No, that's, that's what I do. That's my racket, you know? It's cool, though. Well, I hope not to ever get in trouble anywhere you might save me. Yola Chan! I am Ellender. I am chill. I don't have to make a big fuss and be too aggressive because I am not a barrister. I just do the other, I'm the other type of lawyer that the other countries that wear the wigs have because they have a two lawyer system. Got the name of what I do. (laughs) Also, I'm currently working on a Pilates case. You know, stop collectors. So, you can be a good lawyer without being too aggressive. 
because all I do is just research. I like the funny wigs. It's one of my kinks. Roberto de Jesus. Hey, I'm Eleanor <clears throat> Roosevelt, a lawyer by day, president's wife by night. <laughs> um, my favorite hobby is stamp collecting, and I hate it when my husband repeats himself. My favorite quote from me, being Eleanor Roosevelt, is a woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in hot water. I like and that one. Sorry. Thank you. I would repeat it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I was going to say my favorite of your quotes is, uh, be a freak on the streets and a first lady in the sheets. Mm. Was it worth the wait? It wasn't. But you know what is worth the wait? Our guest, Zoe Mina. Hello. Welcome. Hi, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and that's who we are. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all uh, for popping in. And now, some light ASMR. All right, guys. Now we're going to do a little a whine and a whisper. but I treated them very well. You're yelling. I'm <laughs> sorry I yelled. Just like deeply oh. disturbing. What? You take an animal that's notorious for going slow and then you put them against each other in a race. What the fuck? Yeah. It's disturbing. But, I mean, yeah. I think I'm okay with it being two trunks. Or like a line of trunks. Some trunks race. Right? And now, welcome to the 45th annual Drunk Races. Oh, and they, they could do a, uh, one event could be the dry hurl. Why are you yelling? <laughs> you are not supposed to yell. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get upset. You're so <laughs> You could make me have an aneurysm. Why do they give you grass when you order sushi? Like, why do we eat? It keeps the wasabi from touching the rest of the sushi. Exactly. For those people who are like pussies about spice. Christina, she knows everything. 
Christina, I'm not a pussy when it comes to the wasabi. I'm just wise. The wasabi cleans out the sinuses. Lower your voice. Lavi's amazing. It's the best. I love wasabi. I hate when they give me wasabi or when they give you wasabi and you stick them in the packets. What is that garbage? I've got extra. I'll give it to you next time. <laughs> What's the green stuff called? The hot green stuff. Wasabi. wasabi. <laughs> Sorry, I'm part of the turtle. Give it to little kids on the internet. I once ate too much wasabi, and then I threw up. And now, every time someone says wasabi, I instantly picture a bog. And the bog is in my purple toilet. Ew. That's probably up there somewhere. Yeah. Now we gotta find it. To the internet, everyone. Cheers, guys. <laughs> that was a whine and a whisper. <laughs> to the internet. I'm like, to the internet. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a fetish somewhere, like bog mouth. Give me the bog booty. I want the bog bowl. Right? There was a bog bowl. That's because people oh. like wasabi. Come on, we learned what mukbangs were. Speaking of, previously. <laughs> yeah, last week what after the show, we learned what that? mukbangs were. Yeah, that was after the show. Yola, where are you? Enlighten us. She's in the kitchen getting ready for her mukbang. Oh, eating. Well, it's what eating. What was it? Eating. I'm. What was it? Eating eating a lot. Of course, uh, my eating name. on Please video? Was it eating yeah. for the camera? T- t- Last week, you, you came in to, to like the after show and you were just like, something, something, mukbang. Dropped the mic and walked out. You just like clicked out yeah. of the room and we're like, what the fuck? What is a mukbang? Like you just left us okay. with these open questions that we had I to know, answer. Like, on YouTube, um, there's like a genre of videos called Mukbangs. I'm not sure what I'm pronouncing the word Is correctly. Is it like mukbangs, like bangs? No, <laughs> M-U-K-B-A-N-G, because it's a Korean word. And um, so basically it's just people who like eat in front of the camera. And those kind of videos are really popular for some reason. People like them. I thought that was I'm a not into them because I, um, I don't really like seeing people like eat like focus like especially when i look at people's mouths and i see them (laughs) you know like chewing or like you know putting food into their mouths because even i don't like even little babies i mean i love little babies but i just don't i can't even look at little babies like eat so anybody i just don't i don't know just people are eating little babies no no baby mouth eating is the worst because like when i picture children i just picture like their entire arm having been in their mouth and then them trying to feed you something with their hands this is just what i think of all children i think they wear more than they eat i really they really do i was just thinking about before i came on the call how i can't stand watching people like stuff their face on zoom calls i didn't know it had a name it does wow and for, and for yeah, those of mukbang. you at home, if you they are... won't know you're yelling at them next time when you go, listen, you, there's some mukbangers out there on camera, and I really don't appreciate it, and it'll make them really be, like, and stop. Mukbangers. Sounds... These mukbangers. <laughs> and uh, they'll Google it and figure it out. And right? for those of you at home, I will describe every time we do this show, Yola gives us a mukbang. So she's in the kitchen getting ready for the mukbang. I don't know what she's making today. Oh, um, I have like um the um Gard- Gardein brand those like fake beef crumbles and like 
chop onion and some raisins. Just fucking just throw whatever I have. Nothing special. I, I love the ground meatless beef from Gardein. It's so good. I use it for taco meat. I use it for like a like the meat tomato sauce, ragu. I use it for ragu a lot too. It's just so versatile. It's always in my freezer. Zoe, take a video of you eating it next time. <laughs> yes, <No>. please. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, mukbang for us. A lot of it. Um, I, I will. And like, you just muted yourself. Oh, she <laughs> does it so well. Previously on The Catherine Dunn Show. First, I would like to apologize to Elaine. I called her a sick bitch. I was wrong, and I realized after hearing it back, I apologize. I would also like to apologize to Christina, because I called Elaine her nickname. You sick bitch. And apologies as well to our listeners, because of an audio glitch, the beginning of Previously On was not audible, so you did not hear about Elaine's perfect number two, and you didn't hear how that fit into Jesse calling his home a toilet and why I connected the two. So I apologize. You were left out on that. And uh, entire chunks of audio completely gone. Corrections, it's not confined space. It's condensed space. I meant to say drool saucer dribble cup, another word for my cat's bed. I said Wally got out of the bed with the pink blanket and got some food, but I want to be clear that he left the bed and the blanket behind. He did not get out of the bed with the blanket. He got out of the bed with the blanket in it. So, to be clear, he got out of the bed with the blanket in it. He didn't get out of the bed with the blanket. He got out of the bed without the blanket. Correct. But it was the bed with the blanket. It would have been cooler if he took it. He does. Sometimes he he does. And maybe we'll find out that he's doing that today. But that's later on in the show. I walked into the bathroom this morning and my blanket was brushing its teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hmm. And I said death becomes her gave me unreal expectations that I would find a woman who can give me this immortal youth. But I forgot to mention that it also gave me unrealistic expectations that I could find a man who could put me back together and live happily ever after in a throuple. And it also makes me think whenever my face is cracky or like my makeup is cracking, I'm like, oh, look, I'm immortal. No, you just need better foundation. And we asked for your help last week about Donald J. Duck's middle name. And we got zero messages, people. I'm extending it a week. Get on it. We need to know. <laughs> also playing in Texas will be Luminol, Elaine's band. It will be joined by Muerte and Frank Gappa's ska band, Sloppy Shark, playing all of Texas. And now for Birdo's <laughs> weekly wrap-up. What's up, y'all? If you want to read along like it's fucking Sesame Street, then go right ahead. And here we go. A lot of shit happened this week. All right, how we doing, everybody? Ladies and gents and third-party particles, allow me to break down these Newsweek articles. Deborah Holland makes it happen, yes. The first native to join the cabinet. March Madness is back since last year's delay. If I didn't mention it before, then I will today. Hopefully next is Wimbledon and Tokyo Olympics, so they're stepping down for calling a woman a limb pig. 
In other news, Brazil needs us to pray. 90,000 new cases in one single day. Ottawa is in the red, imposing new restrictions, while the UK still fights this new variation. Protests in Parliament after the kidnap and murder from a cop to a woman named Sarah Everard. Rallies across the nation over Breonna Taylor's death. No justice, no peace, because the cops were never charged. Stimulus checks appeared on the day of St. Paddy's. Coincidence, conspiracy, liquor stock chicanery. Either way, a family lost their lives in Indiana over stimulus checks dispute. He even killed the baby. The world is effing crazy, but keep hope alive. The Amityville murderer, Ronald DeFeo, died. Gunman, gunboy, shoots eight in Atlanta. Mostly Asian, but he says it was sexually inclined. Okay, positive news. Happy thoughts to bring ya. The first female president now leads Tanzania. Drew Brees says Sia. Toys R Us wants to re-up. New Dead Sea Scrolls found after 60 years. The Grammys were explosive. Beyonce wins the crowd after her 28th win, surpassing Allison Krauss. And that's the gospel for now. Until the next wrap down, I'm Roberto signing off, and I'm out. Yes, there's so much. The Dead Sea Scrolls? What? They've been around for a while, but they found a new piece called the uh, the Minor the Minor Twelve Prophets, and it was supposed to be a missing link in these uh, Greek part of these Greek scrolls from like 60 years ago. They also Ooh. found uh, um, they also found this um, mummified child from like 6,000 years ago. Wow. And the basket that it was in was like 10,500 years old. It's like the oldest basket they've ever found. It's crazy. I know a person who collects baskets. Yeah. So <laughs> 6,000 years ago, they put a baby in a 4,000-year-old basket? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. They nice, man. Like, nice. My child, yeah. And the nice. sea scrolls were like 2,000 years old. So this is like, they're saying that these were scrolls that were like part of these manuscripts, like predating jesus times which i don't really believe in all that stuff but like that's apparently like the <laughs> the jewish faith was like predating way before the christian faith and that's the connection that they were trying to make i don't know it was crazy these israeli archaeologists were trying to discover it before these uh thieves were trying to find it and sell it in the black market it's a whole story it's probably gonna be a documentary soon or another indiana, indiana jones female president she became the yep. president not by votes, but because the guy just died from fucking COVID. And so uh, she was oh, vice president and took over. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, kind of. <laughs> so now this is the first female lead after, you know, because the guy died from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Hassan. Yeah, a lot of shit happened. Family, what did they, who killed who over in Ed Check in Indiana? I didn't hear this. There was a stimulus check dispute between a guy and his and his whole family. He went so fucking sad. nuts in Indiana and killed four members of his family, even the baby, which I think was like an accident because he just started like spraying. And he, it was so fucking sad when I read that, man. Like, he, like the whole family were arguing over like, who's gonna take what part of the stimulus, like the 1400. And he wasn't, sorry, he didn't kill the baby, first of all, he kidnapped the baby. And then later they found the baby and it was safe. He killed the seven-year-old um, who... It was by accident, but, like, it, it's, it's so, like... Yeah. He's the, you know, the baby daddy, I guess. And she had a seven-year-old daughter, and then the baby with him 
um, and he wanted the, the baby's stimulus money. So he went and she lived with her mom and her brother and I think her aunt lived there too. And uh, he killed um, her, the brother. No, wait, he didn't kill her. She survived. He killed the brother, the cousin, the seven-year-old, and um, who, who was the other one? It was four people. I mean, it was insane. I mean, it was because of the fucking stimulus, which I would have been okay with not receiving. I'm one of those people who were not, were not relying on it, but it, like just to fight over something as minuscule as that. It was really sad. So I just moved on to the next article. They said that he's the kind of guy who doesn't work or do anything like constructive. He just kind of like mooches off of whoever he can mooch off of. So yeah. this was his latest plan for mooching. <clears throat> yeah, it's really bad. And then the Atlanta situation was worse. Everything. It's it's like here's this terrible thing that is a hate crime. It is a hate crime, straight up. And and I don't think just because of women, but also yeah, okay, if you want it to be because of women, fine. But it's straight up, he's racist. But also the the sheriff or the whatever that did the that told everyone it was sexually it was a sexual thing and he was going to go to Florida because it was another. Um... I'm talking about the one that said he had a bad day. Oh. He just had a bad day. You know how it is. You wake up. You had a bad day. Yeah. You know, Mark David Chapman had a bad day too once. Isn't that what inspired the whole um, "I don't like Mondays" song? And that was a school yeah, they, shooting. Yeah. The school shooting, but what didn't didn't isn't that what the the one? Uh, isn't it was that, a wasn't, hit yeah. from um, um, Boomtown Rats. Boomtown Rats. Yeah. yeah. What song is it? I don't like Mondays. That was what uh, she said after she had. Um, had killed at the school yeah she was she was across the street from the school she lived across the street from a grammar school and she had asked for something normal for christmas and instead of whatever normal thing she wanted it was like a bike or a camera or something something that kids in the 80s wanted uh, her dad gave her a gun um and then there were like all these other instances where she was like obviously wanting help and and nobody helped her and then she one day started picking off uh kids in the grammar school across the street from where she lived and this reporter called her because you could just like look up people's house numbers in the phone book right now. <laughs> yeah. so a reporter calls her and is like why are you doing this and she said i don't like mondays and then bob geldoff heard it and said i know how to make 10 cents off this and the rest is history and now James Blunt will be making money off this guy. And now let's cleanse our palate with some happy animal news. Oh, animal news. Okay, what I did, I did another list because the lists were going so well. <laughs> and there are 75 animal facts that will change the way you view the animal kingdom. But we're not doing all 75, we're just doing chunks. Because some of them overlap with the list from last week. Like koalas have fingerprints. They had to reiterate that as number one for a fact that'll change the way you view the animal kingdom. But anyway, <laughs> prairie dogs kiss, parrots Like share. with tongue? Oh, no, 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 no. They touch teeth, actually, to know who, who the other dog is. I other... did that kind of kiss with somebody when I was 13, uh, and I didn't like it. Uh, they called it a prairie dog kiss? No, I. she just uh, touched teeth with me, and I hated it. Uh, well, she might have been a prairie dog in her last life. I don't know. No, prairie no. dog kiss sounds so, sounds so adult. Prairie dog kiss. 
Look at that big drink they make downtown. We um, just invented a word, guys. <laughs> okay, parrots share with their help. They help each other and give their rewards to each other. Especially African greys. I don't know why, but that's I guess who they're studying. But if they just help each other out and feed each other. Okay, ghost crabs growl using teeth in their stomachs. I don't know why. I don't know who they're growling at. They're ghost crabs. Aren't you scared enough that they're crabs? I don't know. But ghost crabs growl. Uh, mantis shrimps have the world's fastest punch. It's 50 miles an hour, which is faster than a speeding bullet. So they're not just mantis shrimp. They're super mantis shrimps. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> super mantis shrimp. They go into an underwater phone booth? I don't know if they really save in the universe. I don't know if they've taken their power the right way. I would watch that. <laughs> okay, but they're faster than a speeding boat. Just remember that. Female lions do 90% of the hunting. We knew that. We all knew that. We all, Women, we knew that. But And the men get to look cooler. It's like, I don't know. This doesn't seem fair. Like, my mother used to say, boys have better eyelashes from birth. That it's just a little... Way it is. Well, my eyelashes are dope. I love my <laughs> I'm telling you, guys' eyelashes, they don't have to use mascara. It's just, they're just perfect from birth. I don't know why. I didn't make that rule. But also, their legs. I heard that the legs and pantyhose commercials and all the pretty lady legs are man legs. Twinks. What? Really? I don't know if it's true, but I believe it. I be yeah, we're not checking. Yeah, we don't back check. <laughs> Look it up. Get okay. back to us. All right. Narwhal tusks are really teeth that are inside out, meaning the soft stuff's on the outside and the hard stuff's on the inside. Time so out. If you see a, so if you is... see a narwhal, you could just poke them. <laughs> you know, oh. This is a real Not animal? I, a narwhal, a whale that has one of those. They're like unicorn. Oh, oh I've never seen, seen the drawings. Yeah. <laughs> but they're well, real? They're, well, I've never seen one in real life either. Okay. I they like may it. or may not. <laughs> Don't worry, I think they're safe from us. Give us liger okay. facts. <laughs> Ligers. Okay. Puffin scratch using a stick. So those little birds that I really like that are in the Galway and in the cliffs, they use a stick. So doesn't that mean if they can use something? They're a genius. Um, well, and they should be able no, to kill things? They should be as good as man, right? Because if they can make tools, any animals that can make tools. I'm losing it. Any animal anyway. that can make tools is allowed to murder man. Pretty much. Pretty much. If they can hold a monkey wrench, we're dead. Um, Fact. Bottlenose dump dolphins are all right-handed. Or mm -hmm. like 99% of them. 99, well, right fins. Okay, fins. Bottlenose dolphins. I didn't look. I didn't write this. What do they do 11. with their fins? That they, that they need to know what the dominant fin is. That's High five? Heat every now and then. They have to stand <laughs> every now and then. Weren't you, weren't you here last week? Okay, cows are flowed right over that. Cows are painted with zebra stripes, get bit less by flies. So, wow. so if you want to go out in a jacket that looks like Beetlejuice sideways, you won't get bit. That's my is favorite. it the paint or is it the formation? Of the... It's the zebras don't get bit as much either. That's so weird. So that's why they did it. So if your stripes go this way, don't see you. 
I don't know if that's the truth, but they don't bite you. I've heard it confuses them, but it would be funny if it was just the smell of the paint that saved those cows. And they don't need to, like, do the lines. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be straight. It's got to be perfect. The flies are like, wait a minute. This isn't round. I can't bite. I don't get it. I don't get it. I only like polka dots. Um, just so you know, there are Manhattan ants. If you live in Manhattan, they're in the middle Broadway, I guess, plant boxes from 63rd to 76th. And that's the only place they're found is in Manhattan. Heard Manhattan about that. Manhattan has its own ants. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Who knew it? I just, it's like I'm going to go look for them. I don't know how you tell if they're different anyway. What? <laughs> I'm walking in. That's just... <laughs> Is that going to be our, our the, the new big hit musical next year? Manhattan Dance. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't Seinfeld do that one? Didn't he do okay. an ants? Sperm <laughs> whales have a Caribbean accent. Wait, we're just going to move on from these new... Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm over it safe. yet, but sure. I'm going safe. I'm going safe. I said sperm, wheel, sperm whales... In the Caribbean? Caribbean. They have an accent. They have an accent. I was like, what? Like accent, like Bahamas or other whales? It's different than other whales. They have a language. What? I didn't write this. I didn't (laughs) make it up. Are you gonna cite your source? Yeah, whales can talk (laughs) to each other, right? It's us that don't understand it. It's we that do not understand them. Sounds true. <laughs> Star oh, okay. Trek, remember? Star Trek, come on. It's All like right. an American accent. Like, which, which accent? Yeah, they could have an accent. Carapuchian monkeys wash their hands and their feet in their pee. And that's the last one I'm telling. Is that Italian? <laughs> Are they Italian monkeys? Carapucci? Capuchin? Carapuchin. Carapuchin. Carapuchin? Capuchin. Capuchin. I can't pronounce C A P U C H I N. I think it's capuchin. Capuchin monkeys. They well, wash we their hands don't... and pee. Don't shake their hands. That's all I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> just don't shake their hands. Wait, you guys don't wash your hands and pee? Either? So disgusting. <laughs> don't don't touch a monkey. <laughs> what? No, oh, monkeys are amazing. Monkey. I love touching their little hands. How do you guys save time? No, don't you, touch you them. You can look at them. Save time. You save so much. They're time not strippers. Admire them from afar, but don't touch them. I've been friends with two monkeys in my life, and, and they were very nice, and they were clean-ish. Did they have accents? Yes, yeah. <laughs> they were New York monkeys. <laughs> Every <laughs> monkeys. One lived in a cage in the ga- in the guy's garage at the end of the block. He used to sneak in to go play with it. Aww. And one was at the bird store in the back, and he started trying to steal my earrings. So I. I used to feed those. Yes, I feed animals. If I find an animal anywhere, I feed them. So that's what I used to do. It's awesome. Did you just say you grew up where there was a man with a caged monkey in his garage? Yeah, the kid down the block. We were like teenagers. He was a little bit older. No, he. We were like kids. He was a teenager. So, so somewhere probably in the sixties, he had a spider monkey. What is your <laughs> life? Isn't that a flower? Yeah. The spider monkey. Nobody heard of the little bit. You know, they're like size. The friends monkey. Are those the organ grinding? The monkeys that dance with the organ grinders? 
maybe. No, those are bigger. Those are bigger than the spider monkey. Spider monkey's oh, okay. like the same thing, only a little bit tinier. Those they the never one, got the, any the bigger. Oz, right? They were on Wizard of Oz. The, spider the flying monkey? monkeys? No, I think maybe. I don't no, know. No, those are too big, too. I would think more like. Those, those were adult what other movies they have monkeys in? <laughs> no, no, no. They're a type of animal. <laughs> yeah, they were using little people in suits. Yes, they were. That's you know, I don't believe you're telling me. You mean the flying monkeys weren't real? <laughs> My childhood. They're real. <laughs> They're real, Christina. You sick bitch. They have, they have wheels or something. Walking down the street. Oh, wait. They had wheels in the whiz, right? Everyone we meet. <laughs> Hey, we're the monkeys. Speaking of music, now is a good time to welcome our musical guest back. This is Zoe Mina. Hear my plea. Piano version. Yeah, it's my new single. So this is just, this is actually how it was originally written. So throwback, I guess. That was Zoe Mina. Hear my plea. 
Thank you. And now let's all get to know you better with some rapid fire questions. Each one of us will ask one question each and it will be fast. And let's start with Christina. I really want to know about your graphic tee and also what's the poster behind you? Because I think I know what it is, but I want to see if I'm right. (laughs) Hogwarts Crest. I'm a huge Potterhead. And also, I chose my New York t-shirt because I'm actually from Brooklyn. Faster! (laughs) Elaine Vario. My question is, do you know Jack White? (laughs) Jack White. (laughs) Um, It's just, I love Jack White. He's in Nashville. He's just really good. And uh, I, I just, I think that everyone should know of him or his music or, you know. So I figured everybody should be influenced by him. <laughs> Yo, Elaine, Elaine, I didn't know that Jack White did the intro of Quantum of Solace with Alicia Keys. I was listening. He's all over the place. He's yeah, I was watching the movie. The I was place. like, oh my god, it's Jack White and Alicia Keys on Quantum He's of all, Solace. All over the fucking place. You don't even know it, and I hear his voice. I'll be working somewhere, and I'll be like, it's Jack White. You know, it's like. So he do, he plays with everybody. He does, and he's good with women. And he was behind Birdie, and he just he's a nice guy. Knows how to sew, and he has a little booth in his place that you can go make a record. Which cracks. Shut up! You're laughing. I mean, I know you are. I'm like a. Fan the Jack girl. White show. <laughs> I like a. I'm like a fan girl. I don't know. You know Shut the up. stalking laws are serious these days, Elaine. That's why he's in. That's why he's in. Um, Even if it's a nice Nashville. That's why he's in Nashville, and I'm here. You know? Yola Chan. Be my hall pass. If I could have a whole pass. Well, I'm going to hook you up with one of those cameos, okay? He's going to happy Thank birthday you. or something. <laughs> Thank you. Yola. $3,000. Save you money. I'll meet There's you. a waste of time right there. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Oh, I hurt you. Oh, you don't understand what's funny about that. See, the funny part is that every time we have a musical guest, she asks them about she asks them about Jack White, right? So, like, you think, all right, you're gonna ask, like, what are your influences? What, what, what does your dad play? Like, does he play? Like, did he help you? But no, she's like, fuck that. I want to know. Do you know Jack White? Because if you don't know fucking Jack White, I don't give a fuck. I think it was a, a. I'm allowed one question, all right? I'm and it's allowed. always about Jack White. <laughs> that's it. And that's. All right, you know, just don't call on me next time unless they know of Jack White. <laughs> and now, Yola Chan, your question. <laughs> hey, um, Zoe, what is your exact date of birth? And don't worry, I'm not trying to rob you. It's for astrology. <laughs> um, it's 10.05.1998. I'm, oh I'm a my god! Oh my god! So, okay. I'm so old. <laughs> 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 graduated yeah, high school in 1998. Uh, I think my first okay. was in 1998. Congratulations, Roberto! Fuck. Matt Capizzi. Hey, uh, where can people find your music? Everywhere: Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and probably other places that I don't know as well. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Kareem Mosna. So just listening to, to your song, it, it, you know, making a plea to the universe was the theme that, that, that kept coming up. Could you maybe elaborate on, on maybe sort of what um, led you to, to write a song in, in the vein of, of making a plea? Well, to be perfectly honest, I wrote this a couple of years ago 
like easily over four years ago. So I'm not entirely sure what I was thinking about at the time, but I, I was not pleased. That, um, but it was a, of a very personal nature, something that was out of my control. And it's just, it, it's just something that I could not change. And so I wrote a song about kind of feeling like, you know, you got to have something else to fix this because you can't, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. And uh, I'm not religious. I prefer to call myself spiritual. I like holistic stuff, you know, that kind of thing. The universe, higher power, but just the universe rather than, you know, designating it. But um, that's kind of what led me to it. It's just, you know, making a plea to whatever higher power is out there. Just, hey, <laughs> are you listening at all? Is anybody listening? Like, am I even listening to myself, you know? Because that's the other thing is we never listen to ourselves either. Because if we listen to our guts, a lot of us will probably make just decisions very, very differently. Ouch. That's a very deep point to make. Do we listen to ourselves? Wow. We don't. I like your voice, Kareem. It's like Thank MDR. you. So. <laughs> and now Roberto. Alive or dead, any woman in history, who would you want as your mentor? Oh, that's a really good question. I think I would have to go with Ella Fitzgerald because I just, I have a ton of respect for her as a musician, as a person, as a female in the music industry, as, as someone who's changed history. You know, she had a lot of struggles and I think that made her a stronger person. Although she was obviously a very strong person before, before she started in the music industry. So yeah, I look up to her a lot. But I mean, I've been listening to her since I was like, I don't know, seven, six years old. So she's a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, just a few years ago, you know. <laughs> awesome. And now the final question. I do want to know if you like Jack White, just just because Elaine asked it and then we never got to it. <laughs> so the name sounds vaguely familiar and I might have come across him in my studies. <gasps> oh, you just broke her heart. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Fair. I'm I'm horrible with names. If that helps, if that if that's who no, I'll anything. tell you, <laughs> he's all over the place, and you'll he'll be in like 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 Roberto said, he'll be in like a theme song you didn't expect. He'll be in a movie somewhere else. He'll be at the Lincoln Center for the president. You know what I mean? He sang openings for Bernie. He's everywhere. He comes so out with the white stripes. You know the white stripes, the band. Yeah, white stripes. You'd probably you'll hear. You probably heard some of this. They play them in in big arenas with with sports and stuff. Boom, 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 yeah. Seven Nation Army is a big song. Jack White is a big song. What? How? What? What? probably can see to that song. <laughs> and now my real question: know. Tell us about your family. So my dad, um, he, he's a musician. He's done some music stuff in the past. He's been a session engineer. He's been a session musician. Uh, he plays a bunch of different instruments, guitar, bass, drums, I think a couple others, but those are the three that he focuses on the most, I think. And uh, he's an inspiration to me. He writes his own music. He does his own stuff and he knows a lot about what he's talking about. So it, it's great to like have a conversation with him. And I grew up talking with him and such uh, about music, about all sorts of stuff. And uh, so that's great. And my mom has always supported my music. So beautiful. And my brother played the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. 
And now let's talk shit about our pets. It's called Tattletales. I definitely <gasps> want to know about um, <gasps> what happened. Oh. oh my what? God. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> what was that? That was that was Mr. Cute. Mr. Cute barked and growled when I went to touch him. I said, I woke him up. <laughs> he's, he's saying he's sorry. He's looking at me. He's saying he's sorry. <laughs> but it was my fault for being a bad mom. Right? All right. Don't come near me again for a treat at three in the morning. <laughs> for sorry. those of you at home right now, uh, Mitzi is uh, doing some crazy some cutesy little little paw action. She's got them tucked into her chest and a uh, cute little gray, gray splotch. Oh no! She's getting oh. out of frame. She's had enough of us describing her to you, listeners. She has an interesting E, a gray E or three on her side body in, in, a, in a gray patch. So that was Mitzi. Thank you, Matt Capese, for giving us the full Missy. Yeah, Missy is officially oh, chilling. How is she doing these days? Because I know she was having some health stuff. Yeah, she has an appointment uh, at the beginning of April for a tooth infection. So she's got that coming up. Oh, man. Poor girl. Yeah. Really and where in the world is Wally? Yo, Wally... He went to the vet, and they said he was five pounds more than he should be. So oh, no. I thought he was five like pounds total. They said he's obese. Like, and it's also because the sweater says spoiled, which is totally spoiled. I don't know if see that. But, yeah, he's here. He's chilling. Look at that fat chihuahua. Fat bastard. <laughs> Uh, for those of you at home, Wally is in the bed. He's wearing a sweater. The sweater says spoiled. He doesn't look fat to me, but apparently he is a morbidly obese pupper. Yeah. Must be all those white claws in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, Y'all not supposed to see that. <laughs> if you're stocking up for an animal party, make sure you bring white claw. It's what every animal drinks on yachts. And oh, he's got the yawns and the licks. Oh, he's tired. Yeah, he's about to go to bed. Oh, my goodness. He's so beautiful. That licking thing is them asking for uh, comfort. I knew it. Oh, there's Mr. Cute. Look at that little we're we're dumpling. Yes, she's a little overweight, too. Really? Yeah, just He's a little overweight, just a little bit. My little tub star, I think, is only like two pounds overweight. Really? That little? Oh, I guess. She's 27, little. 27 pounds. What kind of shit did he get into this week? He's, you know what? He this weight gave me whenever he wants a treat is starting to get old. That's his newest thing. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm gonna try not to. Well, because I tried to stop feeding him people food to, to make his stomach better, which it does. So I'm not. But he comes to me for treats now in between. Right. See, he's cute, Mister Cute, the one-eyed palm. Everybody likes him. I love him. He's he's always winking. Now let's talk about Susie, Cleo, Leo, and Jack. Well, I can hear them galloping around the house at this minute, so they're up to something. Oh, those cats! Yeah, those are those are all cats. They're all rescues, but uh, the two girl cats, Susie and Cleo, are from the same litter. 
and the two boys, Jack and Leo, they are not from the same litter, but they're both redheads. So it, Jack. it's Jack. <laughs> yeah, he's the pirate cat. He's missing an eye. So So is Prince Cute. May was so stinky that my dead nosed <laughs> father Don't take her to Illinois. <laughs> Illinois? Yeah, it's illegal. Don't you listen to okay. Elaine? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Only as much as Elaine uh, needs. But yeah, uh, Finn Diesel's good. <laughs> Chubsy is her usual bitchy self. You know, she was really mad at me today because I had a breakfast burrito. I made scrambled eggs and put salsa in them and put it into a wrap. And she marched up to me and is staring at me demanding some eggs and I told her they have salsa in them you can't have it you won't like it she got really mad at me gave me the cold shoulder and she's a spoiled chubsy hat oh the gazpacho shoulder what a little tubster <laughs> <laughs> Trixie pulled some shit and I can't remember what it was but it was major oh I don't know if I told you guys this but my cat walked over Trixie's back and Trixie was like, fuck this, I'm fed up. Trixie, Tony the cat, walked over my dog's back. And then my dog, Trixie, hopped up on this ottoman that I just got for editing, because my, my legs, whatever. And she just like looked at me like, pet me, pet me now. Pet me in front of this cat and show me you love me more. Because the cat usually sits on the ottoman. So it was like this amazing little like alpha thing that she did where she was like, I'm alpha. And she like, the cat just was like so mad because she just like didn't even get involved. She was like, this is my space. This is our secret space. Because, like, so far, the office has been the place where we cuddle and nobody knows about it. Like, I come in here, I'm up all night, all hours of the night, cuddling with my fucking cat, sending pictures of people like, this is my lap right now. And then the dog came in like, I'm involved now. And it, like, twisted her tits, if you will. Good for Trixie. I was so proud of her. Is the ottoman, like, a significant piece of furniture for your pets? Well, the cat is on it right now. So her bed is on it. (laughs) So it is significant. And Trixie used to have an ottoman. We got rid of that ottoman because it had too much Trixie on it. And uh, then we got a new ottoman that is not as Trixified. And she got up to it. If you live in New York City and run either for fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including East Village, Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see a list of neighborhoods and a full tour schedule, check out their website at cityrunningtours.com forward slash New York City. You can also check out a live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. at instagram.com forward slash cityrunningtours. You are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you, and as it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. Please help by pledging whatever you can. RFB is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax-deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. We also have apps, so do download them. Get on it. You're listening on a computer, but you can listen to it on the go. You can also find out what's going on at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter via our newsletter. 
This show has a website. Do be sure to go to it. It is thecatherinedunshow.com. And now for, ooh, that reminds me. And the word to get started is instantaneous. Instantaneous uh, reminds me of how I don't like instantaneous coffee. Instant coffee is not good. Ooh, that <laughs> reminds me. I have this Greek place that I love. It's called Yaya's, and it means grandma in Greek. Coffee. Wow, that reminds me of sitting at a coffee table in the morning and uh, slowly waking up over the course of an hour. <laughs> that reminds me of the working at Starbucks as a manager, and that was the best five years of my life. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That reminds me of going to Starbucks with Catherine right after they had uh, introduced cake pops. And somehow Catherine got them to just give us cake pops. And I am still amazed by that. That reminds me. I used to have magical powers. Where the fuck did they go? That reminds me how Catherine gets everyone to do everything she wants, but makes us love her at the same time. <laughs> no. I love you. And that was that reminds, that reminds me. me that, uh, that reminds me that I don't have magic powers and that I have to uh, take care of things and stay on top of things. Matt, this isn't about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and now for some very personal mukbang yoloscopes. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Muted. For those of you at home, she is muted, but she is eating. Her mouth is open. And it's a lot of food. That reminded me that um, I didn't realize that I was I had muted myself, but now you can hear me loud and clear. Um, so um, the last musician, well, he's currently not here, but the last show, you know, we had a musician, a friend of ours, and so I asked him for his birth date and um, when he was born and kind of birth. And I plugged it into um, the Astro Dean's website. Now, which is a, they have a lot of free shit on it. But like, <laughs> I'm not that funny. No, you are. Wait, which website? You are. It could have been the bad computer. No, we could have plugged it in the bad computer. Last okay. week, our guest was like, you asked me my birthday, and then you didn't give me a horoscope. So now a week later, she's giving him a horoscope. Which means, Zoe, listen to next week's episode, episode 176, 327-21, so that you can get your horoscope next week. I'll make sure so to tune in. I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, um, obviously, most of the show is free, but like not all of it, because, you know, it's obviously like any smart internet businesses you gotta have some stuff free and some stuff you gotta pay for so um there's a section which <laughs> at the full report you gotta pay for but they have like little snippets of like samples so which will entice you to like oh this is a good thing i should like you know order this and pay for it but i'm i never i always get the free stuff you know because i'm broke and cheap so you know but actually so here's a paragraph I'm going to read it word for word because it actually sounds good. Um, um, it says, um, savoring success, progressed moon and 10th house from September 2023 until August 2026, 38th to 41st year of life. After a period during which you could replenish your confidence and discover new horizons, you are now experiencing the increasing desire 
to cement and preserve your accomplishment. Your longings for success and societal recognition are more pronounced than usual in this phase. You enjoy being public publicly perceived, feeling popular, and seeing your status elevated in the eyes of others. So, yeah, it sounds really good, you know, it's um, a little bit of cheery news for the future. So if plenty of you listen to this, um, yeah, you, you have a cheery future. Well, at least that particular year is going to be cheery. So. All right. For those of you at home, have a cheery future, get free stuff, and savor success. Thank you for your very personal mukbang scopes. Where can we find everyone? I am, I'm Roberto De Jesus, and I host a monthly hip-hop competition. Artists freestyle and producers make beats, and they all battle. It's called Supreme Bars. Supreme Bars. It's on YouTube. The website is www.supreme-bars.com. And it's a lot of fun. I host it. I edit the crap out of it for like a whole week and it takes forever. Karim. I'm up here in Ontario, by the way, in Canada. And you can listen to my syndicated uh, jazz radio show. And the best way to find it and how to listen and get involved is on facebook.com slash jazz in session. You can find my music under my artist name, Zoe Nina. That's Z-O-E space M-I-N-A, Zoe Nina. And uh, my stuff can be found on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and probably dozens of other places that I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I wouldn't recommend Facebook. I don't go there very often. But on Twitter and Instagram, my username is musician.for.life for Instagram or musician underscore for underscore life uh, for Twitter because Twitter is special and doesn't use periods. <laughs> beautiful musician for life born and raised uh, i want to say michelle javier you were a guest here and i am sad that covid has taken you from us this is a shock um we i'm i don't even know how to process this i, I don't even know how to say this I, honestly lisa i hope you're feeling better everybody please check out woodstock farm sanctuary give them all of your love this has been the Catherine dunn show episode 175 3 2021 zoe mina you have been an amazing and excellent guest everybody kareem mosna matt capese roberto de jesus christina cotter elaine vario yola chad what'd you say i have a quick question i want to know what zoe's hogwarts house is oh that's actually that's actually story. I got Ravenclaw and then I got Hufflepuff, both from Pottermore, and I'm like, okay, I have to settle this once for all. So I went and I got ran ten random quizzes online for what Hogwarts house, which right there kind of says what house I'm in. <laughs> but you're I Hermione. Yeah, so I got five Ravenclaw, four Hufflepuff, and because I was a dork and took a hybrid test, I got one Slitherclaw. So I'm. Um, <laughs> Very, very I think, tiny. I think you might be a Ravenpuff. Raven yeah, Puff, no, I'm a Ravenpuff. <laughs> and this is Zoe Mina, Ravenpuff. Raven Puff. Proud Raven Puff. Woo! <laughs>
Now for C4. Christina's Conspiracy Corner. Explosive. So I'm going for another quasi-anniversary conspiracy theory. In March of 1932, there was a very famous incident. I'm sure most of the people, if not everybody here, has heard about it. Uh, The 20-month-year-old son of Charles Lindbergh was kidnapped. Who here knows about it? Lindbergh baby. Yeah, Lindbergh baby. What do you know about it? Tell me. Talk to me. Um... Not much, honestly, just from what I remember in history books. So Charles Lindbergh was also famous for being the first person to fly a solo flight transatlantic. He wasn't the first one to do it. That was eight years before, but he was the first one to do it alone. So he was considered to be this like big national hero. He got all these like love letters from random women. They wanted to marry him, but he didn't marry them. He married this other woman named Anne Morrow. And they lived in New Jersey, and they actually lived about a half an hour away from where I'm living now, uh, in a house that has now been turned into a juvenile correctional facility. Woohoo! Um, but so the baby goes missing at 7:30 at night. The nanny's like, the nanny's like, oh, where's the baby? Uh, I thought he was with you. And the mom's like, no, I was in the bathtub. Oh, Charles, uh, Lindy, what, where, where's the baby? So he and the butler go looking around for the baby. They find a ransom note. The ransom note's real weird. They, uh, the, the ransom note says don't call the cops. So of course they immediately call the cops because it's the past. The cops don't secure the crime scene. All these randos and looky-loos come and trample all over everything. All the evidence is destroyed. So then they start being just very, very strange. And for some reason, Lindbergh himself gets to be in charge of the investigation. Um, now, of course, nowadays Guilty. we know if a baby goes missing, uh, it's usually somebody in the family, usually one of the parents. So why why would you let that guy be in charge? But it was the past, so and he was a national hero. So they're like, oh, well, of course you should lead your own sons. You know, you're you're not traumatized or or possibly guilty. You be in charge. So he starts getting all these crazy random people involved. There's like a Wall Street lawyer gets involved. Somebody with mob connections gets involved. Al Capone says, if you let me out of jail, I'll help find the baby. Everybody's like, no, stay in jail, Al Capone. So all of this stuff happens. There's a media circus. It gets so bad that the Lindberghs actually fuck off and go to Europe. Um, And in the meantime, they attend the Berlin Olympics as special guests of uh, Goering. So that was that was interesting. He was a real big fan of the Nazis. He was uh, very, you know, anti-American involvement in World War II. He thought that uh, Europeans should all band together to preserve the purity of the bloodlines. Um, all of all of this sort of stuff. So then, uh, fast forward a little bit, they find some some random guy who says he's innocent. But of course you'd say you're innocent, right? So they try him. He's like, I'm innocent. I swear I'm innocent. I wasn't there. I'm just this, I'm just this, you know, poor random carpenter dude. They're like, no, you did it. You get the electric chair. So that happens. Um, and then, uh, so, so basically the conspiracy theory here is that he's a patsy, right? He was really innocent all along. They just, they just found somebody to pin it on. And what if Charles Lindbergh uh, you know, was guilty. What if it was an inside job 
the baby went missing. It was really, really strange the way that the baby went missing. This note was super bizarre and strangely written. Um, and also the, the ransom note, the baby was found it had been dead the night that it was kidnapped. So the ransom note originally, like, why even bother if you're going to kill a baby immediately? Then there were, like, three or four other ransom notes mailed to the Lindberghs and their various uh, associates who were helping them. And, you know, why, why would you do that if you had already killed the baby? You're not going to do that. So it's just very, very suspicious. So the theory is that the baby had some sort of genetic defect and Lindbergh was so embarrassed by this, uh, you know, because of his, you know, bloodline purity obsession, that he killed his own baby to hide the fact. Um, also, he had a secret, he had like three secret families in Germany in, in the 70s. So uh, there you go. I like that conspiracy. Why? <laughs> Is that what helped him become uh, president eventually, as per Plot Against America? No one ever thought Plot Against America? No, I did. I did. I was watching it. Fascists try to round up the Jews in Jersey. Oh, I don't. He really, he really was down on the he Jews. He really was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he said that he wasn't a Nazi, but that's what most Nazis used to say. I mean, nowadays, Nazis are like, yeah, we're Nazis. But back then, it was like still somewhat of a shameful thing. Yeah, bro. Well, I'm no, not a Nazi. Why would you ask him that? It was I'm not a racist. Way. I know five black people. I'm not a racist. <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. I only went to the Berlin Olympics with the Nazis, and also they gave me a medal. <laughs> did they but do an autopsy? That's the good They one. didn't. They did. The, the baby died of blunt force trauma, and what, what they think is it's possible the baby fell when they were carrying it out of the window on a ladder. Because it's what? really hard to go down a ladder when you're you. carrying something, let alone like a almost two year old child. It's like not exactly like easy to carry that. So They're... they think it, it it hit the ground and like died accidentally, and they they just like dumped it on the side of the road nearby. But again, why would you continue to mail like three or four more uh, ransom notes? They're gonna switch babies on them and Hold get on. the money. They mailed <laughs> ransom notes, but they left a ladder. They left pieces of the ladder. Like the ladder broke. They left pieces of the ladder and a baby blanket and a really weird note that had these weird symbols written on it. And it didn't have like good spelling and grammar. And it was just a really strange note. I, I can read it to you if you want. How yeah. long is it? <laughs> it says, dear sir, exclamation point, have $50,000 with the dollar sign at the end and a period and 50,000 instead of comma, ready, R-E-D-Y. This person is a sexist, by the way, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 25,000 in $20 bills, 15,000 in $10 bills, and It was written in that voice? Bills. Every, everything was in that voice in 1933, <laughs> 32. <laughs> After two to four days, we will inform you were to deliver the money money is spelled m-o-n-y we warn you for making anything anything public or for notify the police the child is in gut care indication for our letters our signature and three holes three what holes 
What? Spelled H-O-H-L-S. What is a hole? Probably what the, what the baby fell on. A lot of that spelling that sounds it. German. People thought that it was a German person. And the, the person that they eventually arrested and, and uh, fried in the electric chair was uh, from Germany. So that that's definitely um, possible. But as, as I've been saying, Charles Lindbergh really liked Germany. So he, you know, if he was going to pretend to be from somewhere, I think Germany is a pretty good, you know, place for him to pretend to be from in his weird note. Well, wouldn't that make Germany look bad because it killed his baby? I, I mean, when you're killing your baby, I don't know if you're thinking all that clearly. Did he talk like that? Because maybe he just, it's in his speech. I don't know. I don't know what he sounded like, Catherine. I just I just finished my freaking first semester at grad school. I didn't have time to watch a million Lindy videos. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. So there you have it. Lindbergh maybe probably killed his own kid and then also had like three separate secret families in Germany. I did not know that there was a person who who it was pinned on. I just thought Lindbergh did it and it was unsolved. So thanks for wait. So when the in the ransom letters, uh, they were acting like the baby was still alive. Or oh yeah, yeah, it was really strange. They sent letters to Lindbergh. They were some one of the letters was postmarked in Brooklyn. Then this there there was a letter that said, "Hey, this guy needs to be in charge of the of being the intermediary." So then he was also getting letters, and it's like, who the fuck even is this guy? Why you know why why? Just very strange, very very strange. Meanwhile, the the the, the baby was dead. Yeah, the baby died the first night. Wow. They think it died within hours of being kidnapped. Yeah. Kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Air quotes. <laughs>